And the motion picture is the most important art film ever devised by the human race. It is the, the art form that creates more empathy than any other. It creates our ability to step out of our own shoes. Welcome again to the Great Movies Podcast, a retrospective film review show where we talk about the seminal film essay, Roger Ebert's The Great Movies. However, we are not talking about a great movies today. Today, we are discussing Delroy Lindo's Oscar-winning performance, <laughs> and only that, <laughs> but in, in, we... in Five Bloods, uh, Spike yes. Lee's new movie from this year. Um, this is going to be kind of new Uncharted territory. I'd like to... We, we usually talk about like our history kind of leading up into the movie. Um, I want to kind of start by just asking you guys, what is like uh, w- what has been your experience with Spike Lee movies specifically in the past? Um, so I, I'm trying to think what the first Spike Lee movie I ever saw was. It's probably something really embarrassing, like Inside Man, maybe. <laughs> Might have been the first Spike Lee movie it's I saw. It's a cool movie, though. It's his it, most it's commercial great, movie. Yeah, it's it's a great movie. I don't I don't think I knew it was a Spike Lee movie when I saw it necessarily. Yeah. Like I I think I just saw it when it came out and I was like, cool movie. It's like, oh, Spike Lee made this interesting. Um, because I didn't watch a lot of his movies growing up. Um, I've seen like parts of a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, you know what? take it all back that's all completely incorrect the first Spike Lee movie I ever saw was He Got Game mm-hmm. uh, not long after it came out um, I had friends who were really big basketball fans and you know it was a basketball movie and so that's I, that's really why I saw it because it was a basketball movie um, I love He Got Game it's so good <laughs> I love that movie I just rewatched it I was telling you guys it's holds up watch it if you haven't mm-hmm. um, but yeah He Got Game Inside Man and then I just oh and then I saw Black Klansman when Black Klansman came out, and that was one of my favorite movies of that year. I loved mm-hmm. Black. I was very high on Black Klansman. Um, I loved that movie, and I just only very recently went back and finally saw Do the Right Thing, which is maybe the one best. of the greatest movies ever made. Like who knew? According um, to Roger so, Ebert as well. Yes, good, good, good call, Roger. Um, but it, so it, I was very hyped. Do the right thing hasn't really aged well, and it's not timely anymore. I don't. Think. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it's kind of hard to watch now and try to put yourself, you know, in this mindset. No, I mean, it, it definitely. I I ordered the Criterion of Do the Right Thing just because I knew it was coming up in the book, and I'd always wanted to see it. Um, and then, you know, now it's like, okay, I should sit down with Defy Bloods coming out. I was like, I have to have seen Do the Right Thing to like feel like I have some context for what I'm doing here. Um, and with, you know, the timing and everything, wanted to watch it. But whew, that movie's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, you know, one of those things that really lives up to the hype um, and maybe even more so yeah. for me. So, yeah, so very, I guess I would say I had a very casual relationship with Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. Had liked, really had liked all of his movies. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty much every movie of his I've seen has been like in a like four and a half to five star movie. So, uh I think it's time for me to go back and, and do some catching up. Nick? Yeah, same. I think the first one I saw might have been 25th Hour when it came out, which is mm-hmm. a really, really good movie. Um, and then I've, I've went back and seen, I think I've probably seen like the, you know, the top tier ones, but I'm by, by no means a completist, but I've seen like Do the Right Thing. Uh, I haven't seen He Got Game, actually. Um, <gasps> Neither have I. In- Great Denzel performance, guys. And like, he's got a fro. 
I know all, that. Uh, isn't that true about all Denzel performances though? Really? Yes. Uh, it's like it's a great Denzel performance. It uses an Aaron Copeland score, like and oh, like that really? kind of. Mm hmm. Yes. And so it's like this Americana music with yes. like, oh, yeah, you'd, you'd dig it. You'd, you'd dig it. Uh, you should check it out. Um, I watched Malcolm X like semi recently for the first time, actually. And that's another very good uh, mm-hmm. Denzel performance. Um, yeah. Inside Man, yeah, Black Black Klansman uh, last year, or a year and a half ago when it came out, mm-hmm. um, I really enjoyed. So he's somebody who all of his films that i've seen i've I've really liked to absolutely loved uh but he's got such a big filmography that i need to go back and fill in i probably won't go back for things like old boy um yeah they're they're yeah it's very easy for me to say that every movie of his i've seen has been like a top level a movie because i have very selectively not seen Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or yeah. you know, some of the ones that are, are a little bit less. Uh... Same. Same. Yeah. But I actually I just got bamboozled in the mail. Um, mm-hmm. Yesterday. Surprise, Nelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you bring into our home? Yeah. It was. It was for. I told these like for people listening. Uh, I had it face down because I wanted to read the back on our kitchen table, and then she picked it up later and looked at it, not knowing what it was. It saw the cover and just went, "What the fuck." <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Google the, the cover of the, the bamboozled criterion yeah. desk. If, if you will probably if, say those same three words. Yeah. If you're not expecting it, it, it is uh, quite jarring. Or I guess yeah. even if you are expecting it, it may be quite yeah. jarring. Yeah. Uh, but that's yeah. one I haven't seen and, and I've heard is like a really interesting movie, even if it's not like, you know, considered one of his best. It's it's one I want to check out. So, mm-hmm. What about anyway. you? Anyway. Oh, um, I was going to move on. Uh... <laughs> I think I've seen six Spike movies. Do the Right Thing was the first one. I I have loved basically everything I've seen of him. Probably least favorite would be Inside Men or Black Klansmen, but those those are still great movies. Like <laughs> he really hasn't done anything wrong yeah. for me. And I think um, at least I'm gonna start transitioning in um, to the review. We're gonna start spoiler free, guys. We'll probably have maybe a ten minutes more spoilery specific discussion by the end um this was when we did our best directors uh of the decades none of us picked spike yeah and the fuck were we thinking i i i mean having not seen this and yeah yeah, thing yet you know right but like i know i would totally go back now and at least want to have that conversation um to be sure uh-huh. um yeah. because yeah good boy <laughs> yeah and i i picked the coen brothers and i've seen like every coen brothers movie and so there was this like level of consistency throughout their career i was like mm-hmm. I, I just gotta go coen brothers but it was mm-hmm. kind of with the five bloods because i i really liked black Klansman, but it, it had some sort of structural flaws to it for me it was a little bit on the messy side i guess i'd say and not that the Five Bloods doesn't have those problems. Yeah, I was gonna say this has some messiness. Also, it, it, it is pretty messy. But in this, I was just like, "Oh my god, he's so such a good filmmaker! Like, mm-hmm. he can really shoot a scene, and shoot his actors, and mm-hmm. get these performances out of Delroy Lindo, and everyone else, but mainly Delroy Lindo, and." I was like, one of us should have picked Spike. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of regretting 
Because I, I even mentioned on that one, like, I knew someone would probably pick Coen Brothers. Mm-hmm. And I thought about Spike. But regrets. I, I feel no regrets about picking. I, I'm looking at the list and I, I don't remember what I picked. But if I picked anything other than Wong Kar Wai, that was a mistake. So yeah. That's I, feel, true. I feel pretty all right. And I no, think I mean, Jenna picked Soderbergh, right? Probably. I think I, I think I would have picked Coen Brothers if you hadn't. Uh, Th- that is something you said. I remember that. For the sake of conversation. Mm-hmm. And I stand, again, it's also, again, the difference between having seen 10 of somebody's movies versus, yes. you know, two or three when yeah. they've made so many. And it's one thing if someone's made four movies and you've seen three of them to be, you know. And yeah, again, there's there's some choices in the Spike Lee filmography. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> But all, since, since our discussion, I have seen Cricklin um, mm-hmm. since then, which That's also, also stars Del Rey Lindo right? yeah. as a father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's so good in that movie. And it's insane because it, like, everything you can imagine about the Paul character mm-hmm. in Defy Bloods is like the exact opposite of the type of father that Del Rey Lindo plays in Cricklin. It, mm-hmm. it's, he's so versatile. And yeah. I, I love him when he's with Spike. It's great. So anyway, transitioning on to the movie, I kind of said some of my <laughs> initial thoughts. Very well made, extremely locked mm-hmm. Bit overlong, not super tight, but didn't destroy the movie for me. Um, let's start with Jana. Jana, what did you think of yeah. The Five Bloods? I, I loved it. Um, I, I was super impressed. I, I, I felt about it kind of the same way as I did about Black Klansman, but I also, I think I was a little bit higher on Black Klansman than you. I really, really mm-hmm. loved it. Um, and I felt the same way about this, which is for, I think some of those, what could be perceived as weaknesses are, like, works for me. I like that it's messy. I like that it's a little bit long. Yeah. Um, especially anytime you have a movie where your characters are going on a journey, like, I think it, it works to make you feel like, you know, that, that time is passing. Yeah. Um, there, there is some... Uh, messy stuff there's a couple sequences that kind of come out of nowhere um but in a way that works you know like it, it catches you by surprise and i was like eh, i don't know if that's like sloppy editing or just if it's a choice to like really sort of spring something on you um but yeah i i liked it and i am very easily like emotionally manipulated manipulated so i we won't talk about it until we get to the end, but like the actual ending of the movie, I just was just like sobbing just, and it happened in black Klansmen too, where I just like Spike Lee is not a subtle filmmaker. He's going to make his point. Um, and he's, it's, you know, it's, it's like our, our good buddy, Sergei Eisenstein, we were just talking about where he makes choices sometimes to, to prove his point, but Oh, it works. And like the montages that open up the movie that establish the time and the place and the people, um, yeah, between that and then how he ends it, I just, it just totally worked on me. I, I loved it. Um, and I was surprised by it. There was a lot of things in there that I didn't see coming. This might be my favorite Chadwick Boseman performance. Um, yes. I don't know, like, <laughs> I don't know if that's kind of a backhanded compliment. Um, I really like him, but I don't think his roles until now have given him a ton of opportunity He's great in Black to, Panther. um, he is really good in Black Panther, but you know, he's, He's doing an accent. He's playing a superhero. I know um, this. He's no. He's very good. I, I like Forty Two. Like I'm not. I'm yeah, not too good okay. for even his uh, sort of cheesy biopics. Um, but I really liked how he's used here, yeah. specifically. Um, his character, again, you know, is literally larger him, than life. Like, 
Yeah, exactly. And it's like he's what brings them all back um, to this place. So, yeah, I could go on and on. It was great. What do you think, Nick? Uh, I really liked it. It is – there's, I think, a lot that we could kind of nitpick because it is yeah. rough around the edges. There's a lot of, yeah. like, smaller subplotty things that I, yeah. I didn't like or didn't buy. Um, and a lot of times, like you said, he's Spike is not a subtle filmmaker. And sometimes when he does that in this movie, it's really distracting. Uh, but other times it, it works really well and he gets this point across. Th- this is a movie where the whole way that it's laid out, he's you know intercutting uh, pictures of real people with their names and dates and things like that like throughout um, the relevant history of the time. So we know it, it's almost like a documentary or or it has like a tinge of documentary in that way so that it it doesn't really um, ever totally let you get absorbed into this world, mm-hmm. which is an interesting choice. And I, I think I like it for the most part, but um, he makes some other choices um, just dialogue wise, like pretty early on. Yeah. Um, there's a moment where just out of nowhere, uh, Lindo's character is just like, anyways, we should build a wall. And it's like, what's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <They're... laughs> yeah. The, the, the MAGA stuff, the Trump stuff. Yeah. Is... I think is probably what we could nitpick the most. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a spoilery like sort of sequence at the end that like really leans into it in a way that uh, was distracting to me personally. That's probably one of my biggest objections. Um, but the, like a lot of Spike Lee movies, the whole ending was just so wild that I was just mm-hmm. along for the ride. And even though I was like, Oh, I wish you weren't doing this one particular thing. Um, I, I didn't let it weigh me down too much, but yeah, a, lo- a lot of the the MAGA stuff was probably the, the roughest, I think. I think it made for Lindo's character to be interesting, though. Like, he, oh, he, oh, lined- totally. he leaned into to it maybe a little too hard. Mm-hmm. But the idea of creating this character around a sort of politically charged Yeah, uh, and, and from what I've read, like, this is a real... I don't want to say phenomenon, but, like, there, there are people, like, that, you know, out in the world, there are, like black Trump voters, you mm-hmm. know, and guys who just sort of are angry at the world due to the terrible, terrible things that have happened to them in their lives. And a lot of people voted for Trump because yeah. they had a lot of rage and did not know what to do about it. And no one's ever sent them to therapy. Um, yeah. And when, when he does that, when he portrays that in like a slightly more subtle way, I think it works really well. Like mm-hmm. um, there's a scene where the, the five uh, the five bloods are in mm-hmm. Vietnam and they find out over the, the radio that MLK has been mm-hmm. assassinated. Yeah. And th- they all react to like, we're going to kill some white people to, mm-hmm. to get back. And he never makes it overt that like this guy, um, or he never like spells it out this bluntly that this is the same thing as him being a Trump voter, you know, 50 years mm-hmm. later, it's just him reacting in a, like a, I guess that time violent way and, and mm-hmm. I guess we could debate whether or not being a Trump voter is violence <laughs> in its own way, but you get, you get what I'm saying. Um, yeah. But he, yeah. but he doesn't ever like quite hit that nail on the head. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he, it's, it's not that subtle, but it's subtle enough as opposed to like, you know, a lot of these other moments where characters are saying exactly what they're thinking and exactly like mm-hmm. what they mean, what they say is exactly what they mean. Um, that do be Spike always. Lee movies, though. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, like, those are the gripes I have about it. But then, mm-hmm. you know, he, he does so many interesting things with the filmmaking. Um, like, mm-hmm. the, the filmmaking of it is, like, it looks so good. Mm-hmm. It I really does. I love all... All of the flashback sequences in particular, I think, really stand out. Um, and it's been discussed to death about the choice he made to use the actors themselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the Vietnam War flashbacks. Um, you know, he sort of joked that no one was going to give him $100 million to, to de-age yeah, them. Yeah, I was about to ask, like, how, glad... how do you guys feel like this compares to, like, the Irishman? How does it... Because I know Nick was I mean, high on the Irishman, like... I was high on the Irishman, too. I, I really liked the Irishman a lot. Um, but I, I kind of liked it despite the... <laughs> The de-aging yeah. stuff. Um, I really like the, the, that they used the older actors. I did too. Um, because, I, you know, the other option would have been to, to recast Cast, it. Yeah. But, you know, I, you know, honestly, it's just, it, it worked for me to say, you know, these are the guys. This is how we know them. This is how they are now. And, you know, if they're remembering how things were, um, it's them. And yeah. I, I don't think, I, I think it worked. Um Plus, I think it. I think it made it more visually interesting to see them interacting with Norman, with the Chadwick Boseman character. Um, you know, because they got to grow older and he didn't, and I think it kind of makes for an interesting contrast in those shots. Um, but yeah, the whole thing is, it looks great. Like mm-hmm. it looks like an extremely expensive movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, wanna... I, I Oh, I was you just go gonna first. say, I I also like that they used the older actors because it it does the metaphor of um like there's a time when there's a couple scenes of of like ptsd being brought up Mm -hmm. um in the first way it's not that subtle when like the kid throws firecrackers or just them like glancing like Mm -hmm. at people when they first get to to vietnam like that's not too subtle but it still works but then there's a point later when he's somebody's uh i think it's um Dora Lindo's son says, oh, he has PSD, P- PTSD. Mm-hmm. And one of the other characters says, we all have PTSD, which yeah. it's it's hitting it a little hard. Yeah. Um, but I think casting the old actors, um, it's, it's, it's like they're always there. Like they've yeah. always been mm-hmm. in Vietnam. Um, I, th- I think using that as the metaphor is um, interesting. And same with like the landmine things landmines come up and it's about mm-hmm. how you know people say it a few times in the movie like the war the war never really ends mm-hmm. yeah yeah because there are the sort of the only white like american not, not even american but international <laughs> uh mm-hmm. white characters in the movie are you know they're i can't remember exactly what kind of organization they're mm-hmm. with but it's landmine something or other um, you know, and so it's it all ties in with why people like yeah, what's happening in Vietnam today, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Um, Interestingly, I yeah. my yeah. biggest flaw of the movie hasn't been mentioned yet, which was, and we we did talk about how some of the subplots, yeah, and mm-hmm. the uh, sub. I, okay, I'm going to be referring to some of these characters as just what I know them from, because besides Delroy Lindo, <laughs> I know most of these actors just from one other thing. Mm-hmm. So, Lester from The Wire. <laughs> that's um, Clark Peters. <laughs> Clark Peters, that's right. Um, he, he fathered a child 
with a view. Oh, I actually forgot horror. about that subplot <laughs> until you just brought it and back. And it up. is the most stereotypical, sexualized, exotic woman of the East yeah. I, I could have thought of in an, at least a modern movie. Mm-hmm. And especially because she's like, all she does is kind of like, I have my influences with the people here, and I can get you started on Connected, your journey, yeah. and then not come back until the like way later in the, the movie. very very end. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, for the I record, was, that was that was the subplot that I had in mind when I said not all the subplots uh, yeah, work that, for me. That part I was like, you're really you could lift that me down. right out. You could and you could just lift it right out of the movie. I mean, and it's again real phenomenon like you know yeah, no, a lot like of guys that went overseas and there's a lot of like you know mixed race kids in other countries due to like american <laughs> soldiers put the, and put things the portrayal place, and but, like yeah ugh, left a lot to be de- desired yeah i i had completely just yeah. my brain was just like nah file that away i, I don't really think about that when <laughs> even I that it, i just didn't buy it like the emotional beats i didn't yeah i didn't feel any emotion for yeah, that yeah no those the, relationships the stuff that if, the stuff that affected me emotionally in the movie was uh, nothing to do with any of that. Right. <laughs> it had to do with Delroy Lindo. Well, and, and Jonathan Majors, um, who played oh, his son, so in who's really good. Um, although that is another thing where, and it's possible that I just literally blinked and missed it, but he just followed him. Like, he just Yeah, that was up. so weird. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things where it's just like, you know, this needs to happen for the story. So we're going to have it happen. Um, but anytime a character in a movie just sort of follows someone to another country and it's like, oh, yeah, no, I knew you were going. So I just followed you. I, said, I, I don't think that's really how international travel tends to work. <laughs> um, but sure. Um, but I'm glad he was there because I, I liked having that father-son relationship. And yeah. he's just such a great actor. Um, um, and I really think it brought out you know, what was so good about Delray Lindo's performance. Yes. Something I want to mention about um, the characters, though, is at least the other two. Um, the Clay Davis character from The Wire. Mm-hmm. That's Isaiah, Isaiah Whitlock, Whitlock Jr. Jr. Okay, yeah. here we go. Did you guys see the, uh, Not it's not a spoiler, but uh, the yeah. post-credits? Two, two seconds. Just before we started recording, I saw someone on Twitter say, make sure you watch after the credits. And I'm like, there's a Wait, really? credit scene. There's like an outtake. There's like a joke. Outtake oh, at gotcha, the end gotcha, gotcha. That references the she it. It's not, it's not Nick Fury coming in. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be great, though. Samuel L. Jackson rolled up at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they just, they reference. Apparently, did you guys know, and I have not fact checked this, um, but like that's Isaiah Whitlock Jr.'s thing. Like he brought that to mm-hmm. the wire which is like why all of his characters he says it in black Klansman too that's like his mm-hmm. own personal yeah. um sort of like catchphrase <laughs> yeah um that's cool i kind of want like i thought about going through his filmography and just finding like every movie he's been all in those... and seeing how many times he just goes she right? there's gotta be a there's gotta be a super <laughs> cut out there there should be someone do that well that, that was something that was interesting for me and, and i think spike does this a lot but there wasn't there's not like a huge big name black actor in this movie like Mm -hmm. samuel l jackson for instance like delroy lindo is like a very well-known actor and you know isaiah whitlock jr has been a lot but none of them are like an a-list this is hollywood boseman is by far the most famous yeah and if anything he's like a ghost the the whole movie yeah like he's really in the background Mm -hmm. absolutely Um, but okay so do you guys know who the fourth blood is do, do you guys have any, rec- like, 
knowledge of that actor. Oh, oh of Norm Lewis? Yeah. Yes, I do, but that's because I'm like a Broadway dork. He's a yep. Broadway guy. Um, he's amazing. Go I'm watch so videos obsessed on him with his on Javert. Of him singing. Which yeah. the whole time I was just like, oh my god, it's Javert. <laughs> yeah, no. he's he's really good. And I can't remember what his other um, Sweeney Todd. Sort of major credit is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's done sort of like a lot, ton of big roles. But yeah, go watch some YouTube videos because, man, that guy can sing. Um, I really wanted is, him to sing in this movie, and he never really did. <laughs> it, it, that they that sing, might have stood they out sing, totally. They sing a little <laughs> bit of uh, Marvin Gaye. They have like their own yeah. almost famous Tiny Dancer type mm-hmm. thing, which I gotta say, all the song, all the Marvin Gaye songs they feature are, are from uh, "What's Going On," which just well, one of yeah. the best albums of all time. Oh, yeah. I've, the I've best album. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the other thing that people may know Norm Lewis from is if they watched that um, Jesus Christ Superstar live in concert from Easter a couple years ago. He was Caiaphas, the uh, sort of, I'm not going to sing it because I'm not going to subject anybody to that. But it's the singing role in that that has like this insanely deep voice. Um, It's That uh, doobie how Norm loses. Yeah. um, So you might recognize him from that as well. But otherwise, he's not really on film or TV much. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I liked his character a lot. Um, Yeah, me too. Yeah. And do we want to switch? Do we want to go to spoilers? This Uh, is what I I wanted to transition into. Yeah. Yeah, I think now's the time to transition to spoilers. The second. Okay. Because I honestly had no idea that Norm Lewis is in this movie. But -hmm. for some reason, like the second he came on screen, I was like, oh, fuck. He's going to be the first one to die. And I was going to be like, no, don't. Don't kill Norm Lewis. Please, yeah, I so, beg you. Yeah. And then there was a scene. He's holding the gold bar. He's making a soliloquy. He's walking backwards into the open. He, like, it's already... so silent. I'm just like, God damn it. Someone's <laughs> going to shoot him in the face. He's yeah. I'm going to be so pissed. And then he blew up like two thirds of his body. And I was like, Ooh, it's gross. Don't it's do gross. this to Javert. <laughs> I was so <laughs> mad. I was. Uh, Anyway, he was like the gentlest guy. I really wanted more of him. Yeah, as soon as they teased, or as soon as it's mentioned that there's still minds there, I'm like, well, they're not mentioning this for no reason. They're not casting Mm -hmm. these people in this bar scene. The bar scene doesn't do quite enough for it to just be a one off. So we're going to see these people again, which means we're going to see minds again. Minds again. Yeah, Yeah, and and they're going to encounter them. Also, when they brought up very explicitly, like, oh, jumping on a grenade, and like, ah, I'd never do that. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, someone's jumping on a grenade in this movie. I, There's so, so many callbacks, uh, which, you right. know, for better or worse, some of them worked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, so I definitely the, worked. I thought the grenade thing actually did work. Yeah. Not, not yeah. that it didn't work, but when that someone said that, I was like, oh, Just like, oh someone's right. there it goes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, because I did the same thing, too, where then as soon as a grenade gets pulled out, I was like, <gasps> And then, like, you just know what's going to happen. Yeah. uh, that Yeah, that's... So I didn't know that much. I watched the trailer, but one of the things about, like, the trailer and marketing for this movie is because it has extensive flashbacks to Vietnam and it uses the same actors and everything. Like, there's a lot of shooting and violence and stuff in the trailer, but it's not super... Like, it wasn't super clear to me necessarily that they would... There would be a bunch of shooting and violence in the modern time of the story. I kind of thought... I. I didn't think any of them were going to die, frankly. Nope. Um, but then, yeah, once that started, um, oh, that was gross. 
Oh, the way his body looks after it gets blown up by that mine. Well, I, I oh. thought one of them would die somehow, and it was going to be like mm-hmm. they were going to lose another fallen comrade. Right, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Even if it was just like they fell off a bridge like, and into right, the like water. Right, like it was an accident. Bridge yeah. of Terabithy style. I thought one of them was going to die. And the second yeah. I saw Norm Lewis, bridge I was like, it's style. Norm Lewis. Um, the, Which, rest of that sequ- the rest of that sequence, though, with um, the son, with the Jonathan Majors character stepping oh, yeah, on the we mine, didn't talk and about the that trick they do with the rope, like... That was so tense, and like, I I didn't think he was gonna get killed, but I was like, they it could blow off his foot. Like, are they gonna yep, be dragging him right. around with like his foot blown off? Like, I was stressed. And Delroy Lindo in that scene. Yeah, the way he like takes charge and like keeps cool, and, and like, he's like talking the about the mar- like the marathon runner. He's like, you you mm. gonna fucking fly, kid? Like, yeah, exactly. Like you're gonna move. Oh my and god! Then telling them to all grab the rope and. Yeah, that that sequence was was really good, um, and then yeah, it sort of kicks off the second half of the movie, which then ends up having this like slightly more convoluted <laughs> plot with like we didn't talk about the Jean Renault character, um, mm-hmm. like no, <laughs> but he was specifically why I wanted to have a spoiler version of this. So we could talk about him in his, like, ill-fitting white suit wearing the MAGA hat and basically being Donald Trump running around in yeah. the final sequence. No. Like, that, was the, that was my one thing where I was like, okay. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, that was a blatant, like, oh, yeah, yeah the white man still control it. Yeah, yeah. But, um, no, it's because um, the, the name of the character, Deschamp, um, mm-hmm. for some reason I went down a massive rabbit hole of what the name mm-hmm. Deschamp mean because... Mm-hmm. Okay, for one, do you know what Deschamps means in French? No. No. It means of the field. Oh, hmm. sure. Which, that white man slavery thing kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Also, sure. they re- reference the Champ de Elysees. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say, yeah, that. I, I don't know what Deschamps means. I am more like Isaiah Whitlock calling it the Champs Elysees. Champs Elysees. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, I related to that very much also. <laughs> but so, so Champs de Elysees, I'm not going to try to pronounce the second word. Yeah, yeah. But um, that means uh, the uh, the field of heaven, oh, sure. which Isaiah Whitlock later goes to. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So there was that. And then the other thing, the main reason why I really latched onto the name Deschamps was do you know who Didier Deschamps is? Do either of you? I'm assuming no. neither of you do. No. He, he is the current uh, manager of the French soccer team. I was going to guess soccer player that when re- you said, I'm guessing you guys don't yeah. know who this is. I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. assuming it's a soccer reference. But because <laughs> there was a big thing about. France winning it, in which, like, probably 80% of the French national team is black. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, France is still having a lot of race problems. Yeah. And including people in France, like, ah, we don't want these black people representing our country, or, mm-hmm. like, African people or um, black French people being like, these are our people winning this national triumph, but for kind of the white France, um, the the bureaucratic level of uh, that uh, that population, and I I I don't know if Spike Lee knows enough about soccer, but it seems naming unlikely. it after this old white <laughs> manager that is managing a predominantly black team. 
I think also just the the old French dude being the evil, <laughs> like evil guy is uh, it works. Um, but th- yeah, I I I, I like Jean Reno. Um, oh yeah, he's great. He's always fun um, playing bad guys in movies. Um, but yeah, just it, kind of what we're talking about where. It's just one more thing. I'm like, we really have to have like this like third. So it's not just that like they're on a mission and that then there's the landmines and then now there's like an evil guy who's also trailing them. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah. That's kind of how I felt too. It didn't ruin the movie for me, but it also, mm-hmm. I, I think I would have been fine with it just being these people. Um, right. And maybe even they, they have the landmines as like that part of that mm-hmm. drama. But, yeah. Um, more about like their own. Mm-hmm traumas and and reflecting on you know past right yeah issues i do kind of like this modern thing though that like the war of vietnam Mm -hmm. of the black experience like this still hasn't gone away and it's still kind of being controlled like still definitely Mm -hmm. being controlled by you know white upper class people like i think there was at least a very good reason for that i actually maybe enjoyed the second half more than the first which is strange because I, when I, I started say, to see where it was going to go, hanging out and talking and and that's much yeah. more of a Dylan thing, <laughs> right? Yeah, because um, I like the the hangout stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did too. Yeah, I like the, the whole movie, but um, yeah, yeah. I, I like the gone, first half better. Yeah, yeah, and that make like that makes more logical sense than anything of what I'm saying, mm. but um. <laughs> This movie so easily could have just been like Red. Do you guys remember Red? The movie Red with Bruce Never Willis. Saw it. <laughs> I am familiar. My my parents love that movie. Uh, big big fans. Old, I have not seen people it. Old people coming back from one brings last it up fight. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah, really, no, I mean, this and, really could have been a different that. filmmaker. Exactly. Yeah, with and, a different and filmmaker. Under Spike's hands, it's like right. Yeah, and the one so the the one thing I referenced earlier that I where I was like I don't know if this was sloppy or if it was on purpose or maybe I just missed something, but um, the the one other part towards the end where I was like what what are you doing, um, was after the phenomenal scene between Delroy Lindo and Chadwick Boseman where yes. he finally confronts his past um, and sort of comes to terms with the fact that he's the one who killed their friend accidentally, yeah. but you know it was it was him. And, you know, sort of comes to terms with it. And the ghost of Norman, you know, basically forgives him and sort of encourages him to try to move on with his life. Um, And then he, that's like, I don't care if he gets bit by a snake or if he just like falls down. But like it goes straight from that to him being surrounded by Jean Reno and his men. And it happened so quickly that I was Mm -hmm. like, what? Well, you just had this good, how did you get there? And then, and then. 30 seconds later, he is riddled with more bullets than, like, I've ever seen anybody get shot with. Hacksaw Ridge will <laughs> up that, though. Okay, I, I did see Hacksaw Ridge. Um, but, yeah, but it, it, it almost, an almost cartoonish, cartoonish uh-huh. uh, death. Um, but the, the whole final sequence is a little, you know, it's, it's elevated uh, yeah. in terms of the, the reality. It, it gets a little, uh, a little heightened, I would say. Um, but yeah, I, I loved it. And then the, yeah, I'm just such a sucker. The final scene with all the bringing, bringing his body back and like giving the money to the Black Lives Matter charity. And yeah, I'm just yeah. like sobbing. And like, that's, I, I yeah. It uh, worked. I dug it. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, this movie, though, 
pulled so much from like past movies very blatantly yeah like the apocalypse now wall bar. apparently that's a real bar apparently that's, there is that's a real fine, but the idea of like just shooting decorated it with apocalypse now yeah no yeah you couldn't resist but all- they used the ride of the valkyries the boat scene yes, reminiscent the boat the, mm-hmm. the compound at the end I, that they're in felt a little mm-hmm. bit like uh kurtz's compound to me like yeah. smaller but mm-hmm. yeah also, did you guys notice when the Vietnamese people came and confronted um, Delroy Lindo mm-hmm. and they're yelling at each other? Um, Delroy Lindo's like, "Who are you?" He's like, "Oh, we're like Vietnam officers," and he's like, "Well, let me see your ID." And he says, "We don't need yes. no sneaking ID." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, he d- he did oh, "Okay, calm the fuck down with this yeah. reference here. We know we're in the Chiasure of Sierra Madre already." Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. The I, I had yeah. I, I made note of that as well. I haven't seen. I'm sure I've seen parts of Treasure of Sierra it, Madre. I mean, like, you still gotta up. know watching uh, that. Like, oh, this yes. is the Treasure of Sierra Madre. Yes, yeah. Even with my minimal knowledge of that uh, movie, the influences were very obvious. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, whatever. I, I laughed at that. I I don't mind a little sort of jokey uh, <laughs> reference like that. What do you think was the better monologue, Delroy Lindo to the camera about yes. how he won't die, <laughs> or? Marlon Brando's Kurtz's soliloquy to Martin <laughs> Sheen's character. Ooh. I mean that that is tough. It's uh I I don't I don't know, but the fact that it's even um even a question. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. When when he Del- started talking to the camera, I was like chills down my spine. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, here we go. Like he's not fucking around, yeah. Yeah, and Spike does that. Like he he, he does the same thing in um 25th hour with Edward Norton like talking to himself mm-hmm. in the mirror with the racial epithets mm-hmm. and it's so jarring to see somebody look right at the camera oh yeah and if and if you do it too much and if you do it wrong it's terrible but man mm-hmm. Spike Lee if anyone knows yeah. when to do it it's Spike Lee because my god <laughs> right like, that was yeah so good. when it when it works it really works because it just like you said it, it makes you uncomfortable because mm-hmm. it's so unnatural and it's so Ugh, but, yeah, but the great thing really about cool. it is it it doesn't just turn into like a one person soliloquy because as he's walking away in that scene we hear him citing the psalm to himself he's crying he's he's mm-hmm. talking to himself and so it's just yeah. like this whole time he's been talking to himself and we're just getting this one glimpse of it straight right. to us and i was yeah Delroy Linda was so good. Also, I mean, there's so many Delroy Linda things we could talk about, but when they finally uncovered Norm. Yeah. He, um, yeah. That that scene when they find him. That was the first scene I was like, so oh, good. this is what people were talking about with Delroy Linda. Like, this is the scene of the movie that, yeah. like, they're going to have on Delroy Linda's Oscar speech. Yeah. I was and like, there, I was And really then there was the bomb myself. scene where he had to pull his son off. Mm-hmm. And oh, then yeah. there was the scene where they, he had to. <laughs> and then there was the scene. Yeah, it's like, it's, it does. It just keeps getting better, for sure. And then he sang Marvin Gaye. And Ugh, got yeah. riddled. I was just like, <sighs> yeah. So that's the best actor Oscar right there. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's a weird year. Like I just, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're gonna. I know we have to wrap up in a second, so I can't even go down this whole rabbit hole. But like, what, what are the Oscars year. gonna be? Like, yeah, this is by far this is the best movie I've seen this year. But do you think Jonathan Majors could sneak in supporting actor? I mean, maybe. Given like, that there's not enough, 
I was gonna say, given, given like who else, like uh, yeah, I don't I even know, know who else. It's, it's, Movies it's, are gonna it's come like, out. I don't know. In most years, I would say that his great performance gets kind of buried. Mm. And just how much of an ensemble... Like, this movie feels sure. like an ensemble. If someone even wanted to argue Delroy Lindo was a supporting actor, I wouldn't necessarily fight it. Yeah. I, 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 wonder if, I wonder if they'll do that, because if he gets in as supporting, it's like a shoe-in, as opposed mm-hmm. to... Yeah. Right. Not. That's always a strategy with these ensemble. Right, and I it's going to be by Netflix. He, he really feels yeah. like the lead to me. He's but, a lead. Yeah. He's a lead. He's the lead. Yeah. yeah, he's the lead. But I'm almost wondering, like, given... Like Jonathan Majors in this year could really be like get what he is owed, mm-hmm. which yeah. he didn't last year with the last Batman in San Francisco. Yeah, because he's so he, good. He in had the last tons Batman. of buzz from that too. Like I, th- yeah. I think he poss. I, I mean, you know, I, I think he was on people's radars. Um, but we'll see. It depends on also just how things go. When movies come yeah. out. Um, but a lot of times, if if they go like if the Academy goes really hard in on a movie, that can sort of lift. Yeah, everyone. You know, yeah. Yeah, like the the recent example I always think of is like Marina De Tavera getting nominated for supporting actress in Roma. Uh, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, they really liked Roma. Okay, like, yeah. like oh, Roma's know. gonna win. We're gonna yeah. get Netflix. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> and I, I was could, wrong about that. I could see this movie end up getting that kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, the the narrative with all the stuff that's been going on not not just this past like few weeks but Mm -hmm. really over the past well 400 years but you guys know what i mean right yeah Um, yeah a real movie of the moment kind of push yeah Yeah, that that coupled with spike is number one people seem to like him he's been around for so long Mm -hmm. like is it time that he gets a best picture and a best director yes because if (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, i I mean i would i would love to see that and if that happens then then like you're saying mm-hmm. Jana, every like everything else will probably right. get a boost from yeah, it too. rising tide yeah if so, anyone ever deserves a makeup oscar it's making up spike lee's do the right thing picture and director oscar when they yeah. gave it to driving miss daisy i what? worry though what i worry they that they gave him that screenplay oscar and they're like yep you have your oscar now yeah uh, which i'm so glad that he <sighs> won that but and so glad that samuel jackson got yeah. to give it to him I know. That was a great He jumped up moment. and hugged him. I love oh. that moment. That was good. Anyway. They always, they always roll the dice on the... Whenever... Okay, we have to wrap up. But it always like makes me nervous when the Oscars do that. When it's like, okay, they have Spike Lee... In, or sorry, they have Samuel L. Jackson announcing this category because clearly they think Spike Lee is going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't always... like It works a lot like when Scorsese finally won his Oscar and they had you know Spielberg and, and Lucas mm-hmm. and Coppola. They had all... you know. Um, but every once in a while... They don't. I think about uh, Harrison Ford announcing Best Picture for uh, Shakespeare in Love. They clearly had yeah. him come out thinking he was going to say Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> and then he said Shakespeare That actually kind of happened last year with Little Women when they had Natalie Portman do adapted screenplay. And it was going to be oh, like, because right. she's so champions, like, right. you yeah, know, women filmmakers. It's they like, let's get, it's Greta's time, Natalie a Portman women give it to Greta. screenwriter. And it's like, and then, Taika. Taika. Yeah. <laughs> we like, but. I, yeah. I do have one more question before we wrap up. Yes. Where would this rank in your guys's best Vietnam War movies? I mean, I haven't seen that many um, Vietnam War movies. To be fair, I'm trying to think of what else I've seen besides. Yes. Yeah, now I want to make a Forrest Gump joke. Um, don't. Yeah. It's, Forrest Gump. It's a Vietnam War movie. I don't care. It's better than <laughs> Forrest Gump. It's not as good as Apocalypse Now. Um, I know you don't yeah. like. 
deer hunter dylan but nope i'd probably put it around deer hunter level because i like that movie a lot i need to see where, that. Where? that that might be the epitome of a nick not dylan movie i think <laughs> deer I don't, hunter. I don't love it though it's not depressing enough I, Jesus yeah, Christ! That, that's what people always say about the Deer Hunter. Not depressing enough. The one thing that breaks it. it, the mold of it not being a Dylan movie, though, is that it has Meryl Streep in it. I was gonna say it has like a great Meryl Streep it's, performance. Yep, yeah. I like Meryl Streep a lot. Yeah, fair um, enough. But no, this is a, this is. A, I mean, I still what, think I like Apocalypse Now better, but mm. this is it's this is up there for Nick, me. Have both of you guys seen Full Metal Jacket? No. Yeah, I don't not. like it very much. Yeah, I same. Okay. I was gonna say I've I opted. I don't think I Full Metal I Jacket and Deer Hunter are about the same level yeah. for me. I haven't seen Platoon either. Don't um, I hate I that mean, movie so much. Wow. Oliver Stone, buddy. Yeah, I know another but... Stone. Did you see that the but I can't we don't have time for you to have a full freak out about this, but did you see that the originally Oliver Stone was gonna try to make this movie? Um no. Jesus yes, Christ. Yeah. Um was it, gonna, was, it, was it going to be black actors originally? All Wikipedia says is the film was originally a 2013 spec script by Danny Bilson and Paul DeMeo titled The Last Tour with Oliver Stone set to direct. Oh, um, thank God. Oh, oh no, it was not. It's, it, does, okay, it does go on to say that after that fell apart, um, Spike took it over and um, with his co-writer decided to rewrite it to make it mm. from an african-american perspective let's finally so. have a good african-american vietnam war also, movie where they were completely overrepresented I, and then underrepresented in the media I, I just also don't think anyone needed oliver stone to no. make another never again yeah no i think we're good um i honestly okay i don't know how hot take you i want to be yeah i i don't this is probably on par with apocalypse now for me as my favorite vietnam war movie but that's one yeah. I don't like Vietnam War movies in general. Yeah. And two, I'm yeah, no. not as You're high in apocalypse, on apocalypse now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it's a very good movie, but I don't I'm not on like great level. And that's kind of where I'm falling with I I, I could maybe see rewatching it this being my favorite Vietnam War movie, mm-hmm. which is interesting because yeah. I did not really go in thinking I was gonna yeah, have it I want. I do want to rewatch it. Um, yes, yeah, I, I, I definitely want to. Just for the Delroy Lindo and John. Just Canadians. like the whole thing and the music and yeah, I, I. And I so I could see Norm that. Lewis mostly yeah. intact again. <laughs> yeah, before it gets a uh, real blown up. Yeah. So I want to say thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, thumbs, thumbs up. up. Thumbs Big up. Thumbs up. And out of four, Jana. I mean, I gave it four and a half out of five on Letterboxd. So I'm, you know, probably somewhere three, three and three quarters. Uh, it's it's close. To, it's close to four stars for me. You know, again, yeah. I just saw it, watched it. I need to see it again. Um, but it's like a yeah, three and a half, three and three quarters. What's yeah. up there, Nick? Three and a half. And I was gonna give it a three and a half. Wow, cool. very cool. Very Good nice. Times. Good movie. Anyway, so you can check us out on Letterboxd and Twitter at Great Movies Pod. And thank you to Scott Brady for the cover art. You can follow him on Twitter at SBradyArtist. And that is all for today's podcast. Roger out, guys. Roger out. Bye. And when I go to the movies, I am that person on the screen. I am having vicariously an experience that happened to someone else. And that makes me a better person. That to see good films and to see important films is one of the most profoundly civilized experiences that we can have as people.